Welcome to Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings, with me, Greta Chamberlain, Yvonne Crayer, Lee Steima, and the Realm of Beings. Shifting Impressions, which is one of the vehicles that supports the transmission of the Realm of Beings, is here to assist you in delving into your being by providing numerous topics and discussions for you to intake as you deepen your connection with your inner world. Shifting Impressions is here to assist you in strengthening yourself as you excavate to understand your true nature. Lee, Yvonne, and myself with the Realm of Beings eagerly invite you to join us today and learn to shift your mindset, shift your thoughts, and shift your focus to recreate your life and produce a new you. Shifting Impressions starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings. I'm Lee, and I'm joined by Greta and Yvonne, and also, as always, the Realm of Beings. We're very happy to be on Transformation Talk Radio every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific. These conversations will help you examine your creation of reality. You can discover what you're creating in your life and how it shows up. Ladies, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So today, our quotation is, I would call it vague. Greta calls it deep. <laughs> we'll see what how exactly we parse it out today for our understanding. And uh, this week, the quotation we will be working with is see beyond what you see. So that is very broad. (laughs) And uh, Greta, where would you like to start out with it today? I always start out first, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) See beyond what you see. You know, the first thing that came into my mind was uh, perception. Mm. Perception. Because everybody has a different different perception of something. I'm going to refer to uh, that picture, I think, that a lot of people are familiar with. When you look at it, it can either look like an old elderly woman or it can look like a vase. It depends on how you look at it, you know. Um, So that's how we uh, deal with life. Because some people will take on that something. And let me say this. It also brings us into judgment and criticism. Perception supports those two things. Mm -hmm. So in looking at criticism and looking at judgment, in order to criticize something and in order to judge it, you have to be it first yourself. Otherwise, you cannot see it in the other person. It has to be in your experience some way or another, or it's it's a part of your personality, because then you can see it. Now, what you're looking at 
is and what you're saying about it is you so that is what's the quote again look beyond what you see see beyond what you see see beyond beyond what you see see. okay i'll probably get it incorrect again along the line but see beyond what you see in other words if you're saying that this person is lazy reflect on that remark in reference to yourself so that is to look at that person and not see that person from your own perspective so you turn it around and you say that person uh, works does work very well and so forth um it's like if a person is has chosen to experience an illness note that the illness is not real even though we perceive it we see them quote unquote suffering from that disease but still that disease is not real it's part of the illusionary reality that services us while we're here in this humanoid reality so it is not real so what you do is you don't because you recognize that if you when you recognize it then you don't have to see the person as ill you do the reverse you even though that person is laying in a hospital bed looking right at you saying i'm in pain i'm this i'm that i can't breathe all that stuff you see the person whole and in perfect health because the illusion is the illness perfect health is the true reality beyond what you see so you want to stick that that uh quote really addresses illusions because we must see beyond the illusions that's what that that's what that quote is about so we have so many illusions i'm forever telling people don't see the person like that because you're giving energy to it Mm -hmm. see along with that uh statement comes energy everything is energy so what are you going to give your energy to you're going to give your energy to the person being ill or you're going to give your energy toward the person being well you see the perception is you're ill looking beyond the perception is you're well i see eyes <laughs> down so i'm ready to say something say something i've been um keeping myself well entertained in the evenings i uh been doing this summit it's an online summit and it has a number of um different speakers and the the topic of the summit is ancestral healing so that's one of my passions is to work through um my illusions and to shift things in my own family of origin so one of the speakers last night that i was listening to was talking about money and it's um kind of goes in line with what we're talking about today 
because a lot of people see money, um, you know, there's quotes out there. Money is the root of all evil. Money, I have to work so hard for money and money never comes easy to me. Like those are the negative kind of things people think about in the in the perception of being in the state of lack or um you know then they are also like very enthusiastic about getting money and working hard and getting to the top and things like that so that they have a lot of money and they don't have to worry about anything that's another illusion too because and you just are grabbing 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 and maybe it's not like a like a balance necessarily but the idea of uh the speaker was talking about seeing everything really. And it's like, it was like releasing blocks around money. But um, from her experience, she sees money as nothing but blessings. So when you shift and see certain things that you may have um, challenges with in a different way as an energetic uh, essence, um, you can't, you just can't go wrong. And, you know, who wouldn't um, want blessings to come into their lives and who wouldn't feel good if the blessings uh, in the f form of money would come into your life. So, yeah, that's what just came up for me. And you can see beyond the dollars and cents and the greens and what you can buy with money and seeing it as a blessing that's seeing beyond what you see and uh, looking past the illusion of, you know, the cultural reference and, and the emotions attached to money. So, and, and it's know, with anything, I, I think with anything, I mean, money is just a, a good example because we all feel like, Oh, you can't survive without money. But um, yeah, I mean, in this world, we need, we need money to live in the humanoid form. Uh, to buy food and do exchanges um but maybe one day we we won't need that um mm -hmm. you know i think it's one thing too that came out of what you said um that i'd like to um emphasize uh for our listening audience and that is everything is good mm -hmm. everything is good um because, and the reason why I say that is because we have lessons to learn. We've chosen lessons. And uh, because we've chosen those lessons, and then we choose how we want to learn those lessons, it's a good thing. Because this whole reality that we are in is all about lessons. Somebody asked me, do the lessons ever end? I said, no. Mm -mm. You know, so it's, uh, we came here with the idea, I'm going to play this game called life. And <laughs> I'm going to see how long I can stay out of the illusion, the illusions of it, you know. Um, and build myself, make myself uh, this aspect of the force stronger. Not that you can't do that. I mean, the force is as strong as it is strong, period, boom. But for us as aspects of it, 
we um, uh, sometimes we begin to perceive things as being horrible. And it's to turn, it's to flip the script. It's to shift, shift our thought and see that everything is working for our good. Everything. That's different. Isn't that different than making a judgment and saying it's good? Like if you say everything's working for our, our good. Because like yeah. when you say this is good, then you're also in a f- effectively judging. Absolutely. Because the only thing that we do here in this uh, situation is to judge. We judge something. Um, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's a judgment on my part that I am looking at the qualities that I see, which are really in me. I'm seeing them in you. So therefore, and the relationship, I'm judging the relationship to be a good one. I'm judging the relationship that it's good enough for me to say, when you ask me to marry you, that I want to do that. So we're in a constant state of, constant state of judgment. Criticism comes in, uh, brings in the uh, negative qualities or low vibrational qualities that we have. If I say, um, you know, oh, you are a beautiful woman. The first thing is that I have to feel that I'm beautiful before I can see the beauty in you. So, which is a judgment call as well, you know. So life is just one big projection. It's like a big movie. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Until you decide, you know, the the Matrix movie is a good example. Of I love that. Yeah. You know, uh, there's another movie that was out that I looked at everywhere, everything, something like that. And people were jumping in and out of realities and so forth. I said, oh, that is so interesting because that's what we do. We just don't realize it. See, that's another aspect of looking past what you see. Because like when you go to sleep and you're dreaming, you're actually in another reality. Mm-hmm. And inside those dreams, you probably can't even judge. Or when you come out of it, you can say, oh, that's the worst dream I ever had. Yeah. You can get scared in the middle of a dream, too. Or you can right. feel right. really thrilled. In the middle of a nighttime dream. And we have to clarify nighttime dream when we're in bed sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're constantly, constantly learning. We're in a state of learning. We're in this constant state of creating. So it's to look beyond, look beyond. Uh, Suggestion is not to base the looking in the negative, not to base the looking into things being the the worst scenarios that you could create. And that's what fits with your whole money example. Mm-hmm. Because uh, money is uh, brings about evil or whatever. See, then there's a belief in evil, which doesn't exist yeah. either. You can go down a rabbit hole pretty quickly. But those are stories like those are programs that I think a lot of us um, have been 
brought up to believe or influenced by. You got to work hard. And like, you know, <clears throat> your parents didn't get ahead unless they work hard, work hard for money. And I mean, yeah. Did I ever tell you my Miss Frank story on the Miss podcast? Frank's story? Mrs. Frank, Mr. and Mrs. Frank. Did, did I ever tell you that story? I don't recall. I love that story because I was a little girl and I must have been about seven or eight. And uh, I lived in a neighborhood um, that was a predominantly black neighborhood. I'm growing up. My grandparents came uh, to uh, the north as part of the black migration. And uh, so they bought this house. And uh, my mother and I lived in it with them. So we lived next door to Mr. and Mrs. Frank. Now, anything that happened on our block, everybody and his mama knew. Okay. So one day the children, we all got together. Oh, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Frank. And this is really going to date me. Mr. and Mrs. Frank have a TV. Nobody in the neighborhood had a TV except Mr. and Mrs. Frank. I said, oh, wow, I wish we had a TV. And, you know, and I went in the house, Ma, Grandpa, we, Mr. and Mrs. Frank have a TV. And they said, yes, we know, Greta. I said, can we get a TV? Well, I don't know, Greta. Now, this is the, this is the only TV on the whole block. Okay. All right. So a week later, and we knew we couldn't just go to Mr. and Mrs. Frank and say, can we come in and look at your TV? They'd have the whole community in there. Okay. <laughs> so about a week later, we started buzzing, 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 buzzing in the neighborhood. And the children, of course, we pass everything off to each other. They said, Greta, did you know that Mr. and Mrs. Frank don't have their TV anymore? I said, they don't have their TV. And I went, what? Well, what happened? What happened to the TV? Well, their pastor came over to visit and saw that they had a TV. He told them that that was evil to have a TV in the house. So, let me take this evil out of your house for you. So put it right in his little room there. Back <laughs> the and put it right in his little room in his little house. So he. Along with took, everything else he took out of everybody else's house. <laughs> it was evil. He took out the TV because Mr. and Mrs. Frank. <clears throat> him right. And trusted that the TV was evil, you know, so they gave it up. And we, everybody on the block was going, what, what, what's that about? And then eventually uh, everybody on the block got their own TV. I don't know if the Franks got another TV or not, but that was, that is a good example of not looking beyond what you see. You know, 
because that, you know, to see uh, that was evil. That was their belief system at that time. You know, of course, we're talking about in about 1950s, you know, so uh, some of our listeners probably weren't even born in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of our, some of our podcasters weren't even born in the 1950s. Nobody had even heard about a podcast, okay? So I, I have a, huh. Oops. No, go no, ahead. I'm just thinking as I'm listening here in the podcast, um, always shifting impressions as we speak. Because when you when you first started talking about criticism, uh, you know, that that strikes a chord right in my heart because uh when I want to be honest with myself, I feel like I can recognize how critical I am. And generally, it's not of others, not of humans. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes it is. But oftentimes, it's about inanimate objects. And when you finding criticism or fault in anything, regardless, I mean, I, I know, Greta, you can say nothing is inanimate. Everything is energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, okay, so things that, you know, it is like if you criticize the rock, which is a living being, okay, but in school they told us that that was not a living being, but so I stand corrected. Things that we would classify as maybe, you know, inanimate matter, um, whatever you're criticizing, it's still a reflection. It is like reflecting back you right because if you didn't have those qualities or, or if you didn't believe that you had those qualities we are divine right so if your beliefs were different you wouldn't even see that in something inanimate right you would just see the things oh they're so beautiful they're so wonderful this and that right so i guess i'm just sitting here <laughs> realizing the depth of my challenges and you know in this case would i use a qdr to say i release thoughts feelings emotions can you you know i've been meaning to ask you this do you lump in old beliefs in there or that is not necessary to say in that QDR, when you say I release all emotions, mm -hmm. all thoughts, okay, it's, it's including everything because see, the energy is what's doing that. See, here we go. You, the energy is the force. You are the energy. So you're mm -hmm. actually uh, releasing yourself from it. Mm -hmm. I release mm -hmm. all emotions and thoughts that support me in creating and maintaining. Is it critical thinking or like, what is the, what is the, the bucket that those <laughs> like, what is the overarching bucket that you can just dump out? You're when dumping it's like out, you're dumping out uh, low vibrations because like, <laughs> You can have, when you say all thoughts and all emotions, you mm -hmm. can have an emotion of anger. Let's say mm -hmm. you, you 
you know, there's some people that love to be angry all the time. So you want to get rid of that. You want to stop that. So it could be anger, but you don't have to call it in the QDR. The QDR has the unconsciousness to understand that this is what you're eliminating because you use the word all. That mm-hmm. means I don't want any little pieces left. Mm-hmm. I want I want whatever's causing me to do this, I want it all gone. Where does mm-hmm. it go? Where does it go? Everything is energy, Yvonne. So it I just know. goes into more energy. It all right. Well, I think energy. that was a valid question because it's like where if you get rid of it, and everything is always existing at all times. And Let me say this. You don't get rid of something. What it is is that you have changed the energy in reference to you. Okay. And only so you're not dumping it out. You're changing it. For someone else. For that criticism to like, go to Yvonne. Go to Greta. Here, have, have these old criticisms. She doesn't want it anymore. Yeah, I don't want to dump my criticism on somebody else. That's not fair. That happens, though. But but that's another whole issue. I won't even get into that. Well, let's see beyond what Um, we see then. It's like in the facilitation (laughs) process, we put things in the black uh, electromagnetic box because we do energy work. So we remove that from the person. We put it in the black electromagnetic box, and we have the dark angels and dragons take it away when they take it away (laughs) yes they change it it's transformed it from a low vibrational energy to a higher vibration. so people don't necessarily see all of those ins and outs it's too much too much maybe for them to recognize right there in the moment see i'm one of these people probably like lee it's like i want to know everything (laughs) that's why we ask a lot of questions. Well, it's going to, it can sit because see, once you have a thought, it doesn't, it stays up on the astral plane. Mm-hmm. This is my understanding at this point because my understanding is constantly changing, but it sits up on the astral plane. What brings it down into manifestation here is your, the energy of emotion that you are giving to it. So when you do the QDR, because you can't, at the conscious level, you may not recognize all the emotions that are contributing to what you're dealing with. Because there could be emotions that you've had since you were two years old. They can be emotions that you've had when you were in your mother's womb, but they are affecting this situation. So instead of you sitting around saying, well, okay, let me think, what emotion is this? Because we do that when we create affirmations. We tell people, look, think of all the low vibrational uh, emotions that you felt about this particular event. Okay, so we do that and then they replace it with positive emotions. Then we create uh, an affirmative statement, which eventually makes affirmations for the person. But what the QDR does is that sometimes you don't know all the emotions that are there. Sometimes you don't know or actually say, not, let me take that word no out. Sometimes you don't remember. Mm. You don't remember all of that. 
but the energy, which is you, does. So therefore, you're saying, I want to, you're right, it doesn't remove it, but it's going to shut it down. You can't take it away because it's energy. You can't kill energy. You can't add any energy. It's just energy is energy. So, but what does it do? The energy recognizes the other energy. Because see, your thoughts are energy. Your emotions are energy. So the other energy says, okay, look, you guys, um, you know, Greta doesn't want that anymore. So let's just, let's just shut down with that. So it's a shutting down. They can shut down because when you're in a loop, you might shut something down and later on you turn around and you got the thing back again because you've activated it again. So it's a deactivation of that particular energy in reference to you. And it will take care of every last doggone thing. It will take care of every thought. It will take care of every emotion. That's why the QDR is so powerful. And people are using it uh, like crazy. You know, when I work with somebody, they tell me, I'm QDR, and I say, good. And people have told me, I QDR, and it's gone, just like that. Yeah, it works fast. It works faster than an affirmation. We use affirmations to work with things that somebody just keeps like a loop. They keep doing it over and over and over again. We'll do an affirmation, have them write their own. We teach them how to write their own affirmation. But when you do that QDR, mm, it's fast. It is very, very fast. It's faster than that. The snap of my finger. Greta, before we transition to the next segment, can I just, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot, um, you know, I live in Turkey and there's been this uh, mother nature challenge that has happened. So, you know, is there a way to reframe that? Because I think sometimes that's one of those times where, you know, you say like, how could this happen for somebody's good? Or how could it happen for the good? And, um, you know, part of me says, okay, well, a lot of those buildings were obviously not to code. So this happened. And now these things can be made safer. You know, but it seems like a traumatic experience for the people going through it. For the whole country, really, because right. Turkey was teetering on economic despair, too. There's a lot of things going on there. Uh, now's the time to look beyond what we see. Right. Like, how do we, you know, yeah, what is the beyond that? Like, I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead, Lee, finish. I'm oh, no, sorry. I was just asking, you know, seeing beyond what we see. You know, people will label that as destruction, chaos, death, you know, oh, yeah. disarray. Absolutely. Um, when we look at it from a creation of reality perspective, mm -hmm. then you realize that everybody who made their transition used that event to move them to the next transitional portal. Mm -hmm. They created that. Because, see, you choose when you're in the incarnate stage, you choose when you're going to leave. Everybody chooses that. 
and you choose how you're going to go. So I think there were, what, uh, 2,300, 8,000 people that made oh, their transition. It's more every yeah. day. Like it's more. It's thousands. It's thousands. Right. Lots so of tens of thousands. What you want to do is just say, bless them, see them going to the light, but note that they chose that time. They chose how. Because I saw them pulling a little girl out that had been in the rubble for I don't know how long. Right. I saw, I saw a film clip of them giving her water using a a top of a bottle. So mm-hmm. because she was so she wouldn't dehydrate while they were trying to get her out. Well, it wasn't her time. That was not her choice. She did right. not choose to transition at that time. You know, like there was a plane, and this is a true story too. Plane fell from the uh uh fell down for some odd reason, hit the earth. Everybody died in it except a baby. Mm. And that hundreds of people who were on that plane, everybody died except that baby. That's because that baby, it was not that baby's time to exit. Anybody who's exiting from the uh the challenge uh of what happened in Syria and Turkey, that is because they created that is their time and they wanted to leave that that way. Because you choose how you're gonna go and when you're gonna go. That's the bottom line of that. Because you create your reality all the time. Now that's seeing beyond what you see. Because you can get so caught up in the emotions of it. So caught up in the emotions of it. Um, what brings to my mind, and I don't usually talk about it with people, but I think this is a good opportunity. Um, the realm gives me tasks to do. One of the tasks was at 9-11. And they said, we, you've got to go into the rubble and you've got to assist the people who are in their process of dying. And at first I said, I looked at it. I got caught up in the emotion of it. I got caught up in the people running. I got caught up in that whole thing. I said, oh, I don't want to go there. And I looked at it and said, you want me to go into the rubble? No, I don't want to go there. So it took third day. Third day, they said to me, we really, Greta, we're really asking you to go do this. And I said, okay, I'll go do it. When I, uh, if the audience doesn't know that, I do remote um energy work so um i went into the rubble there it was the calmest place i'd ever been in my life which was totally opposite of what i had been seeing outside and i put bubbles up all around the people that were still alive there were so many people alive in that rubble but there was no way for them to get them out, but they were alive. You know, there were about 3,000 of them. And put bubbles over them, you know, to say, let's be in peace. Let's be in peace. So that was an example for me of Greta. Look beyond what you see. All is not what is. Chaos on the outside. Peace on the inside. Mm. You know, so, uh, and then I put up the energy channel, which assists people in 
making their transition and going into the transitional portal. If people don't know what that is, uh, some people call it heaven. So that was their passageway. And what was very interesting for me was when they finally got all the uh, uh, rebel off of that site, they put up two lights, big lights shooting up. Each light was supposed to represent one of the uh, twin towers. And I looked at it and I said, look at that. I said, somebody has had a maybe psychic level or uh, unconsciously connected with the energy channel what's there because it looked exactly, each one of them looked exactly like the energy channel I put inside the space for the people to exit. So it's like, mm-mm. it's like when uh, Iraq, one of my, uh, one of my tasks was to go to Iraq and Iraq, the Iraqi war was one of my tasks. And put up the energy channels, put five of them up, five of them, one in the ground, four on top of the ground. And I remember I had originally only did four and they told me, now you've got to go put one near Baghdad. I didn't even know. I wasn't even aware. Baghdad, where's that? Okay, put it there. Put it there. And then I found out, oh, a lot of war and, you know, shooting is going on in Baghdad. I said, so that's why you want me to put that energy channel by Baghdad. Now, when you saw that, you saw people quote unquote dying. You saw people laying on the roads, uh, maimed, killed. You saw all of that. But you know what I saw when I put the energy channel up and the people that had made their transition were going into it? They're walking one behind the other. One behind the other. There is no anger. There's only peace when they're going in. There could be an American soldier behind them, an Iraqi soldier who was at that time here in this reality, their enemy. But at that time, going into the transition portal, there's only peace. So I, through my experiences, and I know everybody can't have all of these experiences. You wouldn't want to have them. But the thing is that I recognize and know that what you see is not always what is. Fair Just enough. Huh? I said fair enough. I mean, it's a good example. Uh, you know, I think earlier in the week, I even had said to Greta, you know, that everybody was, this thing happened and people were sleeping. It was four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I brought up to Greta, well, is, is that like the request of I'd like to die in my sleep? You know, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. There you go. That's your creation. So you have to be a little, you know, specific. And see, we, we, we die in groups anyway. See, you can have a person in Afghanistan dying at the same time somebody's dying in the United States. You just don't know that person. That person doesn't know you, but you leave in the planet. You right. And this reality. So we we go in groups anyway. It's mm, just right. that it really impacts us if we see us all leaving at the same time. 
And the right. geographic location, that's unusual. Right, you see. And see, and Mother Earth is Mother Earth supported that exit. Right. Because Mother Earth she... is, a, is a being just like we are. No different, except it has a different shape. Its energies are different. It's much bigger than we are. But it has consciousness and unconsciousness just like we do. And so she was it, assist, it assisted. It was an assistance. That's Support. all. Right. Support. But see, we know the people are going to grieve. We know the people are going to grieve. And so what we do for that is to send them unconditional love. That's what we do. We send them unconditional love. Those people, those individuals that made their transition, because not all of them were people either, but made right. the trans could be animals that caught caught up in it and everything. But making their transition, we send them unconditional love. That's it. That's what we send. Sending you unconditional love. Yes. Well, thank you for that sidebar of the conversation. We will take a break right now. And when we come back, <clears throat> the realm of beings will weigh in on their quotation, see beyond what you see. Thanks for joining us on Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings. We'll be right back. Not just talk conversation for profound self-awareness stick with us your best life awaits on transformationtalkradio.com hello and welcome back to shifting impressions conversations with the realm of beings we will right now talk to the realm and see what they have to say about their quotation realm are you with us yes we're here Okay, wonderful. Can you expand upon see beyond what you see, please? We think uh, the three of you did a very good job <laughs> describing what that quote means. The one thing that we would want to say <laughs> is that nothing before you is real in the first place. You believe it's real because you can feel it, you can touch it, you can see it. You know the food is cooking on the stove because you can smell it, you see. So it's real to you. But that is how this humanoid reality has been created. It has been created to provide you with illusions. And when you leave and you think, when I say you leave, you leave, you know you're the force, but when you leave that and you accept to come, come and become a humanoid with a human experience, you forget that you are the force. So therefore, you succumb yourselves to these illusions that are here, that are not real. 
When we tell somebody, look around, see what you see, nothing is there except energy. But the energy wants to assist you, and you are the energy, you see. The energy is you, and you are the energy. So therefore, uh, you want a house, you want to live in a house, you want to live in a living room where it's all white, white furniture and everything else. It provides you for that. And I'm not talking about you going to take money to go purchase a white couch. I'm talking about when you walk into the store, you go, oh, there's a beautiful white couch. Why? Because you wanted to see it in the first place. You purposely went into the store to buy a white couch. So therefore, when you got into the store, if you really put a lot of energy behind it, more of yourself behind it, more of your focus behind it, you're going to create the white couch in the store. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to buy this white couch. But see, you had to create the white couch before you bought it. Before you saw it, you had to create it. When you're in your apartments or condos or houses and you move to another part of your apartment, your condos, or your houses, and you can't see your bedroom anymore. The bedroom doesn't exist. It's the illusion that it exists. You think it's still there. Because when you turn around, you go back into it, you see it again. So you believe it's really there, when in actuality is nothing but energy. It's energy that has taken physical form to assist you in your creation of reality. In your creation of reality. So, everything is not there, really. You just believe it's there. And that's okay, because that's what, that's what you signed up for. You signed up to be human. So therefore, you signed up to have a humanoid experience and, uh, uh, to play this game. It's like a game. It's like a drama. That's some of the names you use for it. Game, drama. That's what you're playing here. You're in, you can say you're in a movie. You're in a holographic existence. There's so many words we could use for it. But it is illusion. So, therefore, it's to look beyond what you see. That means that in reference to what you see, let's just stick to one part of it, what you see in others. What you see in others is you. And you ladies talked about that earlier. What you see in others is you. Otherwise, you cannot see that in them. So what do we do? It's to watch. What is our suggestion? Watch what you think. Watch what you're saying about somebody. 
you know, if you don't have anything good to say about them, shh. <laughs> don't say anything at all. That's what Betty used to say. You don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Don't brother rabbit from from Bambi too says if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because otherwise, what is it? It's making it securing that what you see in that person that you think is wrong. It's you're your securing it more inside you. Remember, this is energy you're dealing with now. So it makes the energy, if you think that person is lazy, you ladies, someone used a comment about laziness. So if you think that person is lazy, you're, uh, that's your perception. So that's your energy. Where's your energy? Your energy is inside you. So when you see that person is lazy, what are you doing? You're giving more energy to you, to your laziness, not to the person. Because everything is internal. Everything is internal, you see. Now, Yvonne said something about giving energy, uh, passing energy to someone. Yes, you, that happens. You can do that. But just remember, if you're passing the energy of that person being lazy, trust me, it's going to be like a boomerang and boomerang right back to you. It's going to come right back to you. Because you're attracting that. You're giving it more energy. So watch what you say. It's not necessary to judge or be critical. Because you're only judging yourself. And you're only being critical of yourself. So look beyond what you see. If you have an ailment, see yourself whole and perfect. Because beyond that ailment, you are in perfect health. It's the illusion that you are not. But in the true essence and the true reality of your being, you are in perfect health. Give your energy to that. If you have a relative or a friend that's not doing well, stop seeing them sick. Stop seeing them uh, burdened with pain. Stop seeing that. See the true essence of the being, which is perfect health. Perfect health. Everything's working well. Perfect health. That is what you want to see. That is the energy you want to give. When you say, oh my God, my Aunt Susie Jane is really suffering. What are you doing? You are giving her more energy for suffering as it boomerangs and turns around and goes into you as well. You're not free of that. You think that you're giving the criticism and the judgment to the person, but you're actually also sure you're giving it to them. Like Yvonne said, the energy goes there. 
but there's the boomerang. It boom, 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 booms right back to you. That's what it does. How so it's, in- it's interesting. All of our, you know, even this, we can look at it as uh, all of our criticisms are, you know, helpful and mirror that which is in us. So by that way, we can choose to look into them and release them, right? So it's working for our good. It's not to be more critical of yourself, like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking these things. It's to identify it, right? I mean, maybe you want them. It's okay, too. (laughs) Yes, if you want that. You right. know, but if you don't want that, you know, my goodness, um, people make those choices. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. Not judge. Yeah. I mean, you can go through your whole life being super critical and judgmental and you don't have to change at all. Right. Right. And not only that, but when you are critical and judgmental of others guess who are the people that you you attract to yourself other people to support you in that belief so you're going to be bringing people to you that also judge and are critical Mm -hmm. because you're going to bring those people to you so you have the support to continue your behavior Right. And that's where the kind of perspective shift comes in or not. And everything is fine. Whichever you choose to create is your experience. And that's it. Everything. Everything is working for your good at all times. I don't care what it looks like. Okay. Realm, we're reaching the last couple of seconds. Any closing thought? Same thing we do every week. Mm-hmm. Love yourselves unconditionally. And goodbye. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ren. Thank you, Greta. Thank you, Yvonne, for creating another episode of Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Um, may you... See beyond what you see until we create each other again. Once again, thanks for joining us at Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As you have explored today's creation of reality experience with Lee, Yvonne, the Realm, and me, Greta, each of you is being supported by us in further developing the understanding that you are not just an individual existing in linear time and space but a multidimensional force of infinite possibilities who is connected to all. So begin to create the realities you want. Join us every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Shifting Impressions at TransformationTalkRadio.com. So long until we create each other again next Friday. Thank you.